Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. All right, welcome in, everybody. Episode 90, that's right, 9-0. Wow, I can't believe it's been this many episodes. Welcome to another episode of One Man's Opinion, the podcast that sweeps the nation left, right, and center. I am your host, Chef Mance. You, in case you don't know who I am, I don't know who I am half the time. If you listened to the last episode, you'd know that. But you can check me out weekday afternoons, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM's Fantasy Sports Radio. I host the Elite Sports Show. Check that one out, the SXM app. Always, uh, if you don't, not in your car or checking that out, uh, host that every day. Also, Sunday mornings, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m with the Sirius XM fantasy football pregame show. You find me at fantasyguru.com. Just had to do a major rankings overhaul because of all the news, 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 news that we've had in fantasy football this week. So uh, fantasy guru is the place to be. Uh, by the way, a uh, special promotion for any of you that want to be a part of the fantasy guru community, get ex- access to our, uh, if I could say it right, access to our discord or uh, if you want the rest of the season, the rankings and projections, the weekly rankings and projections and um, our game script article, which if you're a DFS player, very useful. You can get Fantasy Guru the rest of the year for absolutely free. All it takes is to set up a Betcha account, B-E-T-C-H-A. It's a great app, uh, bet parlays, um, group bets together. You can do singles, you could do single games, player props, uh, all their their very unique version of betting on sports, NBA, NFL, baseball, which of course just ended, but in all the sports. So sign up for a Betcha app, use the promo code ELITE, E-L-I-T-E, and the rest of the year, a fantasy guru through the playoffs available to you for absolutely nothing. So make sure you check that out. If you have any questions on that, Elite or uh, support at elitefantasy.com. Just tell us you signed up with Betcha. And make sure they activate your fantasy guru account. So there you go. A little uh, addition there. EliteFantasy.com is all things daily fantasy sports. My cash game breakdowns are out every Friday evening on EliteFantasy.com. You've got uh, NBA, NHL season, MMA, PGA, NASCAR, eSports. It's all available to you at EliteFantasy.com. If you are a fantasy guru subscriber or if you have our NFL package, you can always upgrade. It just, again, email us, support at EliteFantasy.com, and they will hook you up for uh, their other sports, get you the best deal possible over there. So, um, And then EliteSportsBetting.com as well. All my NFL bets always posted there as well. Uh, under 500 last week, that sucked. But it's only the second week all year that I personally have gone under 500. I'm 12 games over for the year, up 8.15 units solid, but you know, in a losing week last week, including two losses on Monday night, that kind of sucked. Right. So, uh, but that's okay. We bounce back in big ways. And uh, again, if you want to add this, the betting package, you know where to go. Uh, follow me on social media at Jeff underscore man's on Twitter, the Jeff man's on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. All right, this episode, I got a lot to do. I'm going to, I'll give you guys an update from my previous episode. Last episode was pretty cryptic. 
Uh, I was down in the dumps, not feeling very, you know, I was kind of pissed off to be quite honest with you. And uh, you all have stepped up to the plate for me in a major way. I'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, I've got a lot of football thoughts. Obviously we'll do our starts and sits for week number nine. I'll talk about my favorite bet of the week, the upset special survivor pick of the week as well. So a lot to get to on this episode, but man, this one's all about news and it's weird because this one's probably not going to be, I don't know how interested you guys will be. There's so much fucking news. Like, Oh my God, this week in the NFL has been crazy. And to be honest, I'm just going to say it because it's the truth. I can't comment on the news uh, of this kind of stuff, Derrick Henry and Calvin Ridley and Henry Ruggs and Odell Beckham and Michael Thomas and Aaron Rodgers. Like I can't talk about this because yeah, on Sirius XM, you know, not nobody's necessarily telling me I can't, even though they did tell me not to mention Henry Ruggs. And uh, I did anyway, because I don't think I said anything bad, but, and I don't blame Sirius. It's really the audience. Everybody's looking to cancel somebody and bitch and complain and all this shit. So I do it on the podcast because there's not a fucking thing you can do to me. What are you going to do? I own this company. I own uh, the podcast. So it doesn't matter. Fuck you. Yeah, do what I want to do. Um, and I'm going to say it on this show. So that's the right form to do so. So there you go. Uh, but I want to thank everybody who reached out after last episode. Obviously, uh, I had a meltdown a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, obviously a lot going on. I'll give you updates. Uh, unfortunately, some of my in-laws got, got COVID um, and are still currently actually dealing with that. Um, very scary times. Uh, I'm the youngest. My wife and I, my wife's not the youngest. She has a younger sister, but, you know, we are our my parents are passed away. Her parents are elderly. My brothers and sisters are all older. You know, my brother's 62 years old. Uh, you know, two brother and sister in their 60s, everybody else in their 50s. So um, yeah, I'm significantly younger than the rest of my family. So, you know, COVID's a serious thing in our neck of the woods, and it's got to be treated as such because we all have ailments too. Uh, I've had cancer. My brother's got lung problems my other brother has lung and heart problems my sister has heart problems so uh, uh yeah it's a scary situation that was nerve-wracking to me fortunately uh, we thought my wife was COVID-19 positive she turned out not to be tested four days in a row all negative thank god she's not she had a bit of a cough and didn't she felt kind of tired um while her mom she was with her mom like a couple of uh uh, days before she was diagnosed. And so we thought, Oh, oh here we go. So yeah, I slept on a freaking air mattress, dude. I was sleeping on an air mattress in a separate room and we had to quarantine the whole house. And, you know, there was a, that was a scary time. And, uh, but everybody's okay here. The media family, thank you for everybody who reached out. And I want to say that with all sincerity. Now I, some of you may think I'm a jag off and, and a jerk and maybe I am, but uh, I have got so many uplifting, heartfelt, great messages via email, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook Messenger, uh, TikTok. Uh, I haven't even checked Instagram, to be quite honest with you. But through our customer service, um, our support email at Elite Fantasy. I mean, it's been unbelievable. And the only, I'm a jerk because I can't respond to all of the messages, I will respond. But I, 
during this season, I simply don't have, I, I want to give you guys responses and just the proper amount of respect and, and, and thank you that I can. And I just can't do that to everybody during the season just because of the workload. So I promise I will get back to each and every one of you. I've seen each and every, your messages have not been lost. I promise you. I can't even describe to you how profound and impactful those notes and you know have been supportive and just, you know, telling your own stories and people that talked about my son with the bully situation. He's fine too, by the way, um, totally fine. He's friends with the, the kid that punched him and the kid that told him the punch. So it's a weird situation where somebody dared somebody to do it. And um, you know, he, it really hurt him. He got hit in the back of the neck and a real, you know, a sensitive part, obviously. And uh, you know, it's bad. And um, but everybody's cool. Everybody, everything's good with that. And again, so many of you reached out and it means the world to me. And I've shared the stories with my wife and some of my kids, you know, the appropriate ones. Right. Um, and it means the world. It just does. And I'll tell you guys, man, I, I so inspired and so motivated because of all of you and your stories and your support that it just renews all the faith in humanity. So I'm doing much better. Thank you. I was talking, I've talked to my, you know, a couple of my friends who, you know, Ray flowers, Ted Schuster, uh, over this past, I talked to Rob Brink, our CEO at elite and stuff like that. And I I've been open about, you know, depression and stuff like that. Like I don't feel the thing about my depression is not that, I know it's there or anybody would ever know it's there. It's one of those weird things. And it's something I've learned because of my family, because of my mom, specifically my mom, who I've talked about in previous episodes, I'm pretty sure she was, a, would have been diagnosed had she ever had, we ever had health insurance growing up, uh, a manic depressant. She would have been a manic depressant because that's the way she was. And um, episode 65 details that she's, um, how my mom went through suicidal she used to talk of suicide and things like that when my brothers and sisters were younger and you know it was, it was tough and she went through a lot and um i have that i think my brothers and sisters have that i think my brothers and sisters don't know it as much as i do i've been fortunate enough to learn it from them and from my parents and seeing where it comes from and i identify it and the place where i was at a week ago really about 10 days ago was I, I had, it's an, it's like a wet blanket that overtakes you. And you just kind of think, fuck it. Like, I'm just done with this. You know, things get so frustrating and so overwhelming that you just say, fuck it. Like, I, I don't need to do this shit. Well, you know, or either you keep going through it, you just feel bad about yourself. Or in my case where I was about to say, fuck it, I, I don't need this shit, you know? And that's, you know, people said there's a you know negative messages too. Oh, you just talk about how wealthy you are and shit. Yeah, I'm not that guy. I, I know I talked about it and, but it's just me being honest with people and I don't look at myself that way. And I don't think of myself that way. And you know, everything I got is lucky, um, fortunate. And, um, but it's about motivation. And I wanted to be transparent with everybody that I want to do this job. I love this job. I love what I do. I love helping the people do things in sports. It's one area that I'm good at. I'm really good at it and I'm able to do it. And all of us together in our community at elite, we take each other's minds off of the shit 
that's going on in the rest of the world. I fucking love it. I love every single one of you for that. And so that I was going through that and I, I start recognizing in myself, like, oh, I'm going down a dark road. I'm going down a, a bad path. I'm feeling bad. I'm feeling overwhelmed. And it's a, it's a stage of depression. I'm sure of it, you know, it's not something, you know, I'm not going to go Calvin Ridley and walk away and everything, but you know, I had good talks and I, I'm very lucky in that I've had older brothers and sisters and parents, and I have a couple of good friends that I can confide in and talk to and, you know, good coworkers around that I am able to talk through things and, and get things out, you know, because uh, it helps a lot. And from, the elite side, the family side, it, it's good. And then the elite side had talks with Rob and um, the Orange Capital guys, and they're insanely supportive of what we're doing and you know, what I'm doing specifically. And just, you know, all that makes me just feel good about what we're doing. Cause that's another thing. It's like, you know, when it, I, I want to be here for people. And there was a time in, you know, my career and others with the company and, and that we, we were flashy and we were hot rodding and we were, you know, we were the sexy people, you know what I mean? It's sexy business. And, and it was fun, right. For a while, but it burns out and it wears off and it, I don't want to, you know, we're not that place anymore. And I don't want to be that place. I just want to win. I want to have fun. I want to, I want to be about reality. I don't want to promote stuff that we're not. I don't want to say we're doing this and not do that. I, I can't handle that anymore. And I'm proud of the fact that, you know, got a couple of clear, things cleared up on that side of, uh, of the business and where we're going with our other sports and with football and with just everything and, you know, having discord and, you know, just being customer focused all the time. And uh, it's, it's a blessing. So that's a good thing. I got on the right path with, um, um, you know, the work remember, you know, just not caring if people are going to bitch about if I recommend like this, this week is funny because Travis Kelsey is a guy that I would be lock button and I'll lock button the shit out of him. And I talked about this on Sirius XM, but I understand that the majority of people, football fans watched Monday night football saw Travis Kelsey fumble the ball away and drop another pass. And that's it. He's done. I cannot express to you all how big of a mistake you're making. I'll let you do it. Cause I can't at this point, I don't think I could change cha trying to change your mind with analysis and data and proof doesn't do the job because those of you want to believe something like that. And you always want to believe something that you see on a football field. You have to understand that I see everything on a football field every week, every game, every inch, not just certain plays, not just certain red zone or end zone. Or, no, I see every single thing and I review it and review it and review it and review it. So that feeling you all get when you watch a Thursday night, Sunday night or Monday night game where you watch a good deal of it, you see these plays. I see that with every single player. And I have all of those things weighing on me. Um, but anyway, Kelsey is that sexy guy. So, you know, I, I've learned, uh, I will just, I will play, I will recommend the players that are the right players and I'll do it outwardly and, and bombastically. And you could take it or you could leave it. And I know I'm not going to feel bad though. 
I think this was the sort of the part is when people is the Mahomes Kelsey a couple weeks ago where all oh, it was dog shit and the core four was bad, which it was. Um, at the same time, people feel I feel bad that I win. How come I win and won money or that week I didn't, but the week before, I think I had won. Um, we'd won cash games, but because late swap, that was the late swap week. And then some people weren't in discord during the late swap. And I feel guilty about that. I feel bad about that. Cause I want other people to win more than I want myself to win. I, I needed to correct that. And that's Ted Schuster has really had a lot to say because we both feel that way, but there's nothing we can do. Unfortunately, I can't control your lineups. I can't control your entries. I can't be with you to hold your hand during your lineup setting where I tell you that, oh, Jamal Williams being out doesn't matter to DeAndre Swift. It actually may hurt him. I can't explain this to you. I write it in an article and say it on this show and Sirius XM and the live streams over at Elite Fantasy and you know all the different outlets that you could find me, Twitter, TikTok, and all that stuff. But you know, I can't feel bad because some of you just won't do it or you don't want to do it or what have you. Um, I'm just going to blaze the trail. Follow me. And if you don't want to follow me, then don't, but I, I'm, I've got to learn to let go of that a little bit more. So I'm in a better place mentally, emotionally, the whole thing. I, I credit, uh, you know, my support system here and the people that um, all of the, all of you, the ones listening to this podcast, I mean, I, I can't believe the amount of uh, people that have reached out. And like I said, I'll get back to you. Just please give me, it's going to take some months, but I, I I promise I'll get back to you and go through every last message and make sure you get the proper response that you guys deserve because you dug me out of a hole. So um, that's where I stand with uh, with with all that. Um, mind is right. Elite is good. I did agree. I haven't signed it, but new Sirius XM contract as well. Um, my deal was up in November, uh, actually a couple of weeks from now but we agreed on a new contract there. It's going to keep me at Sirius XM for at least another year, hopefully beyond as well. And maybe some distribution for this very podcast. We shall see. So, you know, things that we're working on with that, that is good and inspiring and motivational as well. So that's where I am on that. The, um, uh, oh, a uh, little baseball news, by the way. Congratulations, Atlanta Braves winning the 2021 World Series. Baseball season finally over. Seems like it's really dragged. Uh, of course, I'm a White Sox fan. They've been eliminated a month ago in the playoffs. But, you know, it's good to see the Braves. I like when new blood wins, new just new energy, new fans getting excited. That, that's the stuff that excites me. So congratulations to them and their fans as well. So wanted to get that out of the way. Uh, you know what? I, I, one other thing. So on the Sirius XM show on Wednesday, uh, Ray flowers and I were talking about our teams and we had everybody share their screenshots and you know, what's your record in your fantasy football leagues and all that. And I realized as I'm doing that, we do that every year. We, we try to take the pulse of it, how everybody's doing. And if you're listening to this podcast, I invite you in at Jeff underscore man's, uh, the Jeff man's on Facebook or anywhere else, I want to, you know, how are you doing? Are you seven and one, six and two, two and six, one and seven, four and four, whatever you are through eight weeks. Like let's take a pulse of it. The one thing I didn't do um, that I meant to do that I always do is tell disclose what my record is through all my leagues through 
eight weeks of the season. So I normally do that. You know, I did it after four and I, I totally forgot. So I'll do it on the podcast. I said, fuck it. I didn't have the information. I'm in more leagues this year than I've been in. Maybe it really may be 20 years. I did way too many drafts and maybe that has something to do with the meltdown and all that. I think I really used to, I always limited to 10, 10 leagues, 10 leagues, 10 leagues. I did 20 leagues this year, 20 fucking, that's that best ball. That's fucking 20 leagues. I made. now some of them handful are dynasty leagues, um, total points. Um, one's technically a total points league, but I do have a record, um, as well, but it's four total points. So it, it, you know, expert leagues, I took on a lot of those and you know, I was gung ho this year and excited about this year. So, um, 20 leagues through eight weeks, I am, I will go through each and every one I'm seven and one in one league. Now I said this on the show. I'm like, I'm not seven and one in any leagues this year. Uh, turns out I was lying about that. That's <laughs> how fucking difficult it is to, uh, navigate into um, to know about. I'm in a Sirius XM host league in which I'm seven and one in that league through all the Sirius XM hosts. So that's that one. I am six and two in one, two, three different leagues. So six and two, you know, four of my 20 leagues, I'm either six and two or seven and one. Uh, I'll take that. It's funny because the majority, of my Let's see. Wait, I'm five and three in one, two, three, four, five, six leagues. I'm five and three in. So that is three. Yeah. So that's exactly, that's half. 50% of my leagues, I'm five, three or better. I like that's good. Solid. I, I can deal. I can live with that. And then I have one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five leagues, and I'm four and four. I have three leagues of three and five, one league of two and six, and one league. It's a listener's league, Sirius XM listener's league, where I'm getting my ass handed to me. I'm one and seven. That one sucks, man. That's like, ugh. I knew that draft. I, you know, I, I, was, I was having fun, and uh, I knew I was going to be bad right away. And I don't mind. I am a little pissed because some of the listeners, like they bagged and pleaded to be in the league. And then they turn around and screenshot, oh, fucking beat Jeff Mans. Jeff Mans, why are you so bad in this league? Well, number one, I kind of wanted to have a fun league. And you guys are all listeners and subscribers and, mo you know, everybody's drafting my players, quite frankly. And uh, it forced me to go in a completely different direction. And I remember talking about this right after that draft. I knew I was in trouble. I didn't realize I was fucking that much trouble. But you know, so be it, uh, you know, I would rather have the listeners win that league. That's the league. That's the league I least wanted to win. Now I'd never wanted to go one and seven, but that sucks. So, but it is what it is. And my overall record is 87 and 73. It's a 54.3% winning percentage. Eh, right. It's not quite right. It's, it's not quite what I wanted, by the way, only 14 games over 500. Is that right? That can't be right. Two, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, sixteen games under. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, and then yeah, okay, that's right. Yeah, fourteen over. But yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Um, my entire philosophy on fantasy football and the seasonal variety is: you want to get better. 
I don't want to be the best team in the beginning of the season. It's fine. I, I could take it or I could leave it. Everybody wants to be good and have good records and win game. I mean, that's I'm not saying that. I just don't want my team to peak early. I want to have the best team at the end, right? And it, this leads right into the top news story of the week. The top news story, and I'm going to talk a lot of news here, folks. So, but it's going to be raw and unfiltered. So, if you're um, if you're sensitive, if you are one of those people that don't like hot topic stuff, or if you don't like uh, uh, whatever, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to get political. I don't give a shit about. But you know, fuck you. It's a fucking podcast. If you can't take it, get the fuck out of the kitchen. To be honest with you, uh, Derek Henry is the big news. So I said on serious, I mean it. Fantasy football is different this week. Everybody, every, there are no teams. There are no dynamo teams right now in fantasy football because every team that you were scared of, every team that was leading the league or the best team in every one of your leagues had Derrick Henry. Every one of them. And some of and I'm sure for a lot of you, as I had of them, I'm in several of these leagues. There are, it changed. The whole world changed with him going down six to 10 weeks. He's out for the year. Don't bullshit. Don't, don't fucking, don't be dumb. Don't think, oh, maybe he comes, he's not coming back. Put him on IR. Fine. Keep him there because in case he does, it would be worth it, but he's not, he's not going to, it's not going to happen. Um, so, that gives everybody else a chance. There's no teams that are running away with it, right? The next best player, the next best guy is Cooper cup. You know, whoever got Cooper cup in the fifth round, that's going, you know, that team is likely the, now the best team quote unquote in the league, but I, I could deal with that. I could live with that. Cooper cup as good as he's done. Isn't like Derrick Henry and that dependent and that just, destroying at the position so it, this gives everybody else a chance everybody else, we're all back in all you have to do is get to the playoffs now and the thing is normally by this time as we start approaching thanksgiving it everyone starts checking out because all oh, the season's over and again i have what, what one two three one two three teams that are three and five one two and six team now the one and seven team that's pretty much shot. <laughs> I'm bad in points in that league too. So, you know, um, but even my two and six team, I tell you, I like that team. I can get them back from this. It ain't this year is an extra week. And that extra week is so huge that being two and six, three and five, you know, four and four is fantastic. If your team's getting better, if you've got a lot of the players i leagues I'm in have like um, (coughs) Nick Chubb and they have um, uh, Elijah Mitchell and they have some of these players that are, uh, are coming back and that are on the upswing and we're Austin Eckler's over the buy and CD lamb who are my two of my most invested in players past the buy. Right. Uh, I have a lot of Allen Robinson still, which I'm benching them, but, he only could possibly get better. Like everything, Andy's not in the lineup, so it's not he's not hurting me. And he could, he, you know, that turnaround. There's still the best is in front of me, and that's why I'm very excited, and I feel very good about where this season's going and clinching titles and titles and titles. And you should too. 
it's not over by a long shot. And that Derrick Henry injury just reset the entire thing. And, and it's, you know, so Henry's not coming back. And then you got, you know, what about Calvin Ridley? Calvin Ridley, I mean, this is a major player. This is a first-round guy taking the early second round in ADP for the most part. But this is a guy who we don't know what the fuck's going on with him. Now, let me talk about Calvin Ridley because, God forbid, I say anything about mental health. The funny thing about it is I went through a similar type situation. Now, I don't know exactly what's going on with Calvin Ridley. I mean it when I say that I wish him nothing but the best. I hope he's okay. Cause I, I know what it's like. I just described to it. I've been open on this, this uh, podcast about that. All right. And so I, I'm very much understanding of his situation, but from a fantasy football standpoint, this is detrimental. This, I don't, not only do I, I'm not sure that he comes back. I, if he did, I almost want him not to, cause I think he may come back and just, we'd have to start him. And I don't know if this guy's with it. I just don't know. I thought it was just a COVID thing or a vaccine thing, but it's more than that. And we've seen this with Michael Thomas. Another story, by the way, Michael Thomas. See, that's a two days ago, if I was recording this, I would have talked about some of these teams. I had a bunch of Michael Thomas shares. Like I was quietly letting people drop him and just scooping up and putting on IR. Any league that I and I are, people would have to drop in the last couple of weeks, especially week seven. Like it was great. Week seven was fantastic because, or, or like week six, it was because the Saints were off. And in a lot of expert leagues, especially, people love to float guys through. They basically expand their own rosters by dropping somebody during the, you know, fringe guy during the bye week while they need that roster spot to fill another hole. And then they go and they expect to pick them up. And, you know, Jeffy boy here says, nah, that ain't working. And I scooped up a bunch of Thomas shares, made the spot on my roster, you know, cut a guy, picked him up and, and then picked Michael Thomas up, then put him on IR and then picked up, a, you know, another useful player. And, you know, so I, I played that game. I did that a bunch. I was really excited about Thomas coming back with Jameis Winston. Now Jameis goes down, totally screws that whole thing up. And with Taysom Hills, the starting quarterback, I was not near, that's about 65, 70% of the balloon air that was out for me, even if Thomas returned. And then, of course, just today, as a matter of fact, we got the news that Michael Thomas is out for the season. Um, he's opting out. I don't know what the fuck he's, I don't know what his deal is. But again, this is Calvin Ridley-esque. They just opt out. These guys aren't willing to play football it's a problem in modern athletics where players get paid too much too early and then they don't have any kind of incentive anymore to work on or hone their craft that's why you, you see guys like tom brady be legends but they tom brady wasn't given anything look at all the stars in all of sports right how many of them were number one picks how many of them were just the stars from day one some okay, some also Wilson wasn't Tom Brady wasn't. Um, think of you know your best quarterback, Mahomes. Mahomes was a first round pick, but he got passed over for Trubisky. And you know, people didn't love Patrick Mahomes, despite you know, everybody revising history now, of course. Guys in fantasy, Cooper Cup wasn't, Derrick Henry wasn't, 
you know, guys who were true stars. Josh Allen was a first round pick, but a lot of people, including myself, was not high on him. Didn't think he'd find the accuracy. He proved me wrong. You know what I mean? Like the stars of the league, you, you got to have that fire. And you know what? And again, I don't want to make everything about me, but it's that's kind of where I was at. I've had the fire my whole life. I had the tiger rock from Rocky, you know, and Apollo and Rocky three, when he loses it, he becomes wealthy and he starts losing. And that's kind of where I was like, did I, what was my motivation? My motivation, I realized to help people, help people like I was and get people on the right track and help them win money and improve their lives. That's my motivation. My motivation is no longer providing for my own family because it's done. I did it, but I need to renew and to continue just hammering what motivates me and that's motivating people. And that's why I keep going. That's why the you know, 18, 20 hour work days and for professional athletes, it needs to be the same thing. You need to have a hunger. You need to have the fire. You need to keep thinking every day that it's going to be taken away from you. Michael Thomas stopped that. He got the big, it, Michael Thomas is tremendous. In 2019 season set all the records and he fought, he went so fucking political, so fucking racial so fucking anti-police and that it just, he became different. It's Colin Kaepernick, you know, and now it's supposed to talk about Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick, it, it's great. What Colin Kaepernick did, and by the way, let's just be clear. Standing up for what you believe in is that wrong. It's never wrong. It's always the right thing to do. We also have to recognize that we're not always right. And what we believe isn't always right. Okay. Now, in Kaepernick's case, different. What he stood for or said he was standing for, racial equality, equality of people, better treatment by the police and stuff like that. I think all that is fantastic. I don't disagree with any of it. Right? I don't. Now, how he did it, was this the right forum? I disagree with a lot of that. I disagree with most of it. And quite honestly, um, being an advocate and being a spokesperson or especially politically or any of this stuff, it's the Josh Gordon situation all over again too. The best way for a Michael Thomas, Calvin Ridley, or any professional athlete that comes on and becomes a star their best way to deliver their message is by doing what they do so great, doing what they do so well, being that person, performing on the field, getting legions of fans, cities, countries, the world, people loving what you do and deliver your message that way. The moment you stop doing what everybody idolized you for originally in order to be a public servant or whatever, you've lost the momentum and you've lost the following that you commanded before because nobody cares. Right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm not, it's not Jeff Mann's opinion on this one. This is just a fact. As soon as you're done as an athlete playing, doing what you did so well, the world stops caring. Unless you do go and do something well. Now, there are people like what Kaepernick's doing and like what Michael Thomas is doing. Uh, and I'm sure they follow him and respect him. And that's good, but it's a significantly less audience. And you got to think to yourself if you really want to 
if you want to reach a lot of people, if you want to impact the world, do it with a bigger audience, cast a wider net, go play, go shred on the football field, get everybody to wear your Jersey and support what you do. And then say, Hey, by the way, this is, this is Michael Thomas. And you know, I, I, whatever, whatever it is, um, you know, uh, fair treatment or equality police, you know, treatment by the police for African-Americans and other uh, minorities. That's you, you are commanding. So you have so much more power that way. You know, I don't agree with the people say, shut up and dribble and don't talk politics, LeBron or what. No, no, shut up and dribble. And then after the game, then say your piece, because that's where you have the power, but you give up the power when you stop, doing your actual job well and you stop you stop doing whatever that is and you know whatever the 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 job that's being an athlete so you can choose to do whatever you want and i don't fault anybody for doing what makes them happy and what they believe in do it but if you really want to make change you should have stayed in football colin kaepernick even as a backup quarterback would have had a lot more attention have a lot more attention and reach a lot more people had he done the job that everybody wanted him to do or what we came to know from him, even as a backup. And then it's like Michael Vick. That's what Michael Vick did. He came back, resurrected his career, the miserable, terrible thing that Michael Vick did. And he came back as a backup, just sat around. Now he got, and then the world has this weird way of working out or giving people redemption or opportunities for redemption. And Vic took it and became, got another big contract and, set his family up for life as, as a result. And, you know, Michael Vick does a lot of work with dogs and I've gotten to know Michael Vick personally. And he's honestly one of the nicest human beings I think I've ever met did terrible things, but now he's impact. He's does any people don't even realize Michael Vick does a lot of work for the humane society and, and all that. And, you know, he does it long after his court sentence, you know, was over that he, all his community service that he had to do as a result of his parole, he still does it because he believes in it. And he wants to, he's making it up for himself and what he believes is right. You know, that, that takes a, that takes a big man to do that. So anyway, that, that's where I think about that. So from our standpoint of fantasy football, Michael Thomas is shot. So is Calvin Ridley. These guys can't help, it. can't get on the field and they have other things once you break that as a football player specifically, it's so hard to get back into the football mode. You can't, this is not a game. It's on baseball. You can't turn it on, turn it off. Michael Jordan could not have come back to football after a year and a half away. Like he did with basketball. He couldn't and basketball's, basketball's hard. Baseball's hard. Sports are hard, but it's different football. It's aggressive and it's violent. And it's it just is something that has to be in your blood. And the moment you start thinking about it and you start stepping away and th- thinking that, hey, I'm a person first. Because playing football, you don't think of yourself as a person. You're an animal. It's violent. It's aggressive. It's not how our current world is. So that's my thoughts on that. Speaking of throwing your life away, Henry Ruggs, um, just devastating. It's devastating on every level. I've talked about it so many times. Drunk driving is one of the most ignorant things any of us can do. I am, I have done it in my life way more often than I should have. 
Um, driving drunk is a terrible thing and not realizing that, you know, you get in that mode and I'm sure Henry Ruggs was, it's just awful. Don't do it. Ladies and gentlemen, please don't. Because what Henry Ruggs is going through isn't about him anymore. Not at all. None of this is him. He threw his career away millions. He prison time The he'll never shake it. Taking another life. Right. There's a young lady that died in this collision and died one of the most violent, horrific deaths you'll ever see or hear about. It, uh, that is something you wish on nobody. He'll never, ever, 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 ever. He that is his life forever. That those images, that that event is now his whole life. I don't wish that upon anybody having to live with it is almost worse than having died yourself. And so we live in an age where Uber Lyft, all these rideshare programs, um, designated drivers, like it's so much more awareness now than when I turned 21 in 1998, you know, and even then we started designated drivers thing was newer, but kind of did it. But if you called your buddy and like, nobody would even think it'd be a fuck you just drive no big deal. Now, no fucking way. Just don't do it. And I'd party, rage, do whatever you want to do. But just don't need to get in a vehicle. Just don't need to do it. Not, not while drinking. It just cannot be overstated. Don't do it. Um, it's just a tragedy. And the, the victim and uh, her dog, uh, by the way, took the life of the dog as well. It's just, it's just one of those terrible things, we, as we know. And and Ruggs is done. His career is done. He's going to spend. He's pro- in today's day and age too, where I can't even talk about the news of the day in the National Football League on national radio on satellite radio. Uh, it's not like Dante Stallworth. Dante Stallworth was, uh, I believe, it was accidental manslaughter, or accused or, and convicted of manslaughter. Um, spent some time in prison, but got out and actually got back in the football field. This will never happen. They're going to throw the book at him, and hate to say it, but rightfully so he's going to, he's going to do 10 plus years in prison, maybe 20, at least that's going to be the sentence at least. And obviously he deserves it. There, the compassion for stars, you know, if you hear the Alec Baldwin stuff that's going on that tragedy as well, no, it's, it's turned on being a superstar. It's almost worse. It's way worse now than in 1950s, Frank Sinatra could, stab you with a railroad spike in the jugular in front of the paparazzi and everybody would laugh and light his cigarette for him. Like nobody gives a shit. It's not like now they want to get you. Now they're after you. Everybody want to tear you down. And Ruggs is going to be made an example of obviously. And if that's what it takes to get every professional athlete, football player to realize how serious drunk driving is and driving recklessly and then so be it. That's well, a tragedy. Any, you know, it's it's bad on every level. And twenty-two-year-old kid with millions of dollars in the bank and his whole life ahead of him was having a good season. Just absolutely devastating. There, um, I don't buy into the whole Raiders in Las Vegas. If they weren't in Las Vegas, this wouldn't have happened. There's booze and all night nightclubs and everything all over. There's whatever he was under the influence of. Um, that is everywhere. It exists everywhere. If somebody's going to seek it out, they're going to seek it out. 
bottom line. If it's three o'clock, three fifty in the morning, a morning of practice, and you're out driving your Corvette at 160 miles an hour, they're, they're, you're going to do that anyway. It's not about Vegas or uh, Oakland or Sacramento or Port Myers, Florida. Like it doesn't matter. You're you're going to do this anyway. Um. So I don't take any of that. You know, people got to control themselves better uh, and learn how to, to, we have more opportunities and more availability than we ever did before. Like I said, with the ride share, we, we know more about drugs and alcohol and, you know, just like we know more about concussions and we, we know more than we did 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. And it needs to be trained. It needs to be implemented and, and just constantly reinforced these athletes on all that as well. So that's the big news. Uh, Henry Ruggs, man, absolutely de- just terrible. Um, as far as who steps up for the Raiders, I, I think Zay Jones is going to be it. It's Brian Edwards. Zay Jones are the next men up in, in uh, Las Vegas for the Raiders at the wide receiver position. That may seem cold to talk about, but unfortunately it's my job. Um, I know some of you I've made comments about rugs and stuff and you, Oh yeah. Why do you talk about that? Well, it's, this is my, this is what I do. All right. And um, I have to talk about that. And I think, I think say Jones starting to get whispers that, you know, they had their first practice, you know, post rugs and, and getting all this information. We're starting to see the golden opportunity for Zay Jones, a guy, second round pick of the bills, right. A couple of years ago. Um, I like the kid. I, I've always liked Zay Jones. You know, it's unfortunate that when he was in Buffalo, uh, that he just, you know, you, we didn't have this version of Josh Allen available. Right. And, uh, and, and that's, you know, there wasn't much there, but he's a big kid, great downfield speed. He's only 26 years old and he's little problem with his hands. He likes bread basket catching, but that's good for a downfield threat. And that's kind of what, the Nelson Aguilar role was last year with the Raiders. What Henry Ruggs was this year with the Raiders for Derek Carr. And I think Zay Jones will step into that slot as well. So, um, you know, he's the guy to add, especially in deeper leagues. Uh, other news around the NFL. Then we get the Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham, his dad. I don't know what the, the, the let me just talk about the fucking trade deadline was a disaster. Pathetic. I can't stop beating your dicks around. Either you want Deshaun Watson or not, Miami. Good grief. That was pathetic. The Broncos trade Von Miller, maybe because teammates didn't pitch in for a stupid fucking Halloween thing. I don't know. Dumb. Melvin Gordon's still on the team. Teddy Bridgewater's on the team. New Orleans needs a quarterback. They don't trade for one. The Tennessee Titans need a running back. They don't trade for one. Like, what is wrong with you people? Fucking stupid teams, organizations in sports right now. We live in a terrible time. We have, like I said, we have so much access to so many great things that the future will be great. Our kids are in good shape. But thank God for our kids because we're too stupid to even know what to do with these things. And sports is just right there. If such little there's a lot of information, but it's little capacity for it. Oh, that trade deadline was embarrassment. Um, but yeah, so you don't trade Beckham, but now you're going to maybe release Beckham. As of this recording, Beckham's still a member of the Cleveland Browns. Now that may change 
by the time this is even uploaded because this is a fluid situation. But, uh, you know, I think it's chicken shit. I, I think Odell Beckham um, is a giant pussy that should uh, – that was made – in New York by a highlight real catch was never as good as we thought he was put up some good numbers, but that's not what the offense is. That's not the identity of the team. Should Baker Mayfield be playing better yet? Should he get him the football more? Yes. Why Baker Mayfield is still playing for the Browns is beyond my comprehension. Case Keenum should be the starting quarterback until Baker's shoulder heals because Baker's not even close, but it shows you Odell Beckham, Odell Beckham's dad, just like knifed Baker in the back. These guys have a relationship, good relationship. They were all buddy, buddy two years ago. They're all buddy, buddy before last year. And now they're all buddy, buddy, you know, and all this, and listen, all I know, you know, what the, who the fuck am I? I'm just a rando uh, uh, fantasy sports analyst. Right. But I know that the Cleveland Browns won 11 games last year and Odell Beckham played in what five of them. Did he even play in five of those games, six of those games? And this year they were doing fine until Odell Beckham got in the field. They were three and one. Odell Beckham comes back, loss, loss, win, loss, barely won against the Broncos. So this team significantly worse with Odell Beckham. So fuck you. You want to go somewhere else. They should move on from you too. You're not the same player you were three years ago in New York, buddy. And you're and by the way, your dad should shut the fuck up. I fucking hate this. Oh, boy. My son plays sports and the parents, fucking parents. My God. All of you guys, too. Listen, Ted and I fight about this all the time because Ted's one of those tiger dads, too. Just the whole thing where you live through your kids and, ah, oh, shut the fuck up. Your kids all stink. My kid stinks. They all stink. None of them's going to be good. And when you get, if you're, if you are somehow your kid made as a professional athlete, shut the fuck up and just let him play. This should be better than just enjoy the fact that he made such an unbelievable amount of money and fame and fortune and doing well. It's not your place. Let Odell Beckham speak for Odell Beckham, not Mr. Beckham. You know, you don't speak for him. Shut the fuck up. All you tiger parents out there, shut up. I go to my kids' games constantly with these parents yelling at the referees and umpires. You've all made it such a toxic, terrible environment. And if you think your son or daughter is going to grow up to like sports because you scream at a referee and embarrass the shit out of them, you're out of your mind. They actually are going to hate it. They're going to all resent sports. They're never going to want to watch it. They're not going to want to participate in it. They're not going to want to play it when they're older. They're not even as a freelance. They're going to, they're not going to even watch the games on TV. They won't even care because you made it so bad, such a bad environment. So let your son or daughter speak for your son or daughter. And by the way, if you're not a professional athlete, shut the fuck up. College, high school, Pop Warner, shut the fuck up. None, again, None of our, nobody listening to this. None of your kids are worth a damn at sports. And it's perfectly fine. Tell them to read a book. Tell them to do math. That, that's their future. That's what they need to work on. Okay, you got to get to practice. You got to practice harder. You got to practice. You got to try harder. The referee screwed you. The coach should be playing you more. None of that's true. It's all bullshit. 
Stop feeding yourself, your stupid ego. Your offspring is not you. If your kid grows up to do great things or not great things, that's them doing it, not you. God, tiger parents drives me fucking nuts. Um, and then finally, boy, I'm I'm blazing through this and still haven't even got to the start and sit. Let's talk Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, the biggest phony in all sports. Literally, it's the he is the biggest phony in all the sports. Folks, I don't care if you got the vaccine didn't get the vaccine you every one of you are entitled to your choice just as i entitled to mine we're we're we can do what we want to do all right if it's a choice then it's a choice now some of our jobs require it and some of you say well it should require well that's where i break from you because you have the choice but so do your employers the same freedoms that all of us enjoy of being able to get a vaccine, not vaccine, freedom of speech. free. We have all the freedoms to do what we want in our own space, but those freedoms don't extend into the business world. And if a job requires you to do something, you have to do that. Uh, again, I just told you guys, Sirius XM says, no, no Henry Ruggs talk. Don't talk about COVID. Don't talk about vaccine. Don't talk about Michael Thomas. Don't talk about, you know, defund the police. Don't talk about Calvin Ridley's mental health issue. Okay. Okay. That's the job. I have a choice. Do it. And then you're fired or don't do it. Find a different form or place to do it. Then I could do it. Then I could say what my piece, that's the trade-off. And we all have that option. Okay. So if your job requires you to get the vaccine, you could get the vaccine. If you don't want to, don't do it. But your job can't fire you. That's that is everybody's right. And why we all can't agree on that is beyond comprehension. It's again why this time period in life is miserable. Because a little bit of information, everybody thinks they know, but you don't. And it doesn't matter if you do or not. People can make those decisions, businesses make those decisions. Aaron Rodgers, uh, being vaccinated or not vaccinated, I don't care. But the, we also cannot ignore that he purposely projected like he was vaccinated to get around the rules. Some of you think that's great. Some of you are giggling. Oh yeah, that's the man. I don't get you. I don't get it. And again, I, well, I should, okay. I'm lying. I'm lying. I do get you. It, you're just a political person. You're the guy who goes, turns on the new, the, whatever side you're on political uh, Fox news, OAN, MSNBC, all bullshit propaganda. That's all it is. doesn't matter what side you're on. There is no right side. If you're on a side, you're on the wrong side. You should be on your side because none of these people care about you. Jeff Vance, I care about you. The, these other people don't care about you. They, they couldn't give a squirt of piss. They just use you as pawns, but continue, continue pushing their shit. Fine. Um, don't, why do you have to pretend? You don't have to pretend. Like I said, it's Aaron Rodgers has every right to not take the vaccine or not get it. Every right. Don't do it. But why, you know, are you, is he so much of a pussy that he has to, that he wants to, he's scared of how, oh, what are people going to say? If so, he's a giant pussy. Is he being, is he doing it on purpose to try to, snooker somebody into thinking he did so he could pass on the virus is he evil 
Hmm. I don't know about that. I doubt that. But I mean, what's the incentive to do this? I'll tell you what the incentive is. The incentive is Aaron Rodgers wants to be Aaron. Aaron Rodgers wants to. Um, everything's about Aaron Rodgers. He is the most selfish athlete in all sports. And I understand anti-vaxxers are now like pro Aaron Rodgers. I see it happening already. But again, he doesn't care about you because he pretended not to be you. He pretended that he was a better than you and above you. And he'll, he'll, he'll let you rally around him right now. But as soon as something else happens that he can go and get mainstream, if they say Aaron Rodgers, you have, you have to go get the vaccine to be on Jeopardy, that motherfucker goes and gets the vaccine and goes on Jeopardy. And then what? That's Because that's what he is. He's a selfish egomaniac. He's been that way pretty much his whole life. That's why he has no friends. That's why he can't hold a, a, a woman, okay, a relationship. Teammates don't like him. Right. And he just put the Green Bay Packers, their fans, his teammates in huge, huge risk. And again, not be, you could not have the vaccine and still not be an asshole or, you know, go out there and spread it, you know, uh, spread the virus. Like you could, (laughs) these things are not the same. It doesn't all go one line. You political people think it does, but it doesn't. You could easily, not want to do something without politics be involved, but you don't, you only do it because one side, whatever side, whatever team you're on declares uses you to, in, you know, talk about their message and that's the way you do it. Okay. Um, and, and then you're going to, you're going to push that propaganda around and um, Rogers didn't do any of it because he cares about himself. And he put his entire team in a terrible spot going into a huge game against Kansas city. Um, you know, again, do what you want, but you don't drag other people down with you. And if everybody had been aware, even internally uh, of vaccine status and all that, they could have done a lot of better precautions than what he was. And by the way, the other thing that's just fucked up is that he's trying to get some other like, rando medicine approved i know there's some of you out there that think oh i did a little google search and i google says my that's fucking shut up don't take the vaccine don't believe in it okay that's that's your right like i say but don't act like you know better about medicine you dumb fucking idiots and neither does aaron Rodgers. like my god just don't take it say i'm not putting that shit in my body period That's all you have to say. It's all you have to do. Him trying to get something passed because whatever it is that he did is is ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. It's unfathomable. And that speaks to the egomaniacal side of Aaron Rodgers. So, fucks everybody there. I'm interested to see Jordan Love, though, and see him with the first-team offense. Devontae Adams back, hopefully, I know Lazard's off the list now. Aaron Jones there got their right tackle back. So I'm anxious to see it. I I was a believer in Jordan Love going into the draft last year. Uh, I liked love the pick because they didn't, they did backstab Aaron Rodgers with that. Um, But again, they took the power away from Aaron Rodgers. And I think there's going to be repercussions from Rodgers. We're going to, the NFL is going to be tested to its very soul. 
NFL wants to protect its superstars to the bone. They will go to the end of the earth to protect their precious commodities and Rogers being one of them, but they're not going to be able to, they're going to get a lot of pressure because Aaron Rodgers didn't, he lied about his vaccine status. He tried to get a rando drug accepted for some reason. And then he didn't adhere to protocols. And while some of you only because of politics, cheer this, um, go do that at your job. Go do it at your job. You big, brave motherfuckers. You're not doing that shit. You'll get your you get shit canned right out of there. They're not going to do it to me. Bullshit. Bullshit. Go do it. Every one of us has rules. I just mentioned mine. I have others. I have a lot of code of conduct stuff at elite and whatever. There's a certain way, I, you know, I need to handle myself and, or I'm expected to, and I can choose to do whatever I want. I could go and say anything I want right now. And nobody can stop me until they fire me and then I'm out. Okay. So, I mean, every one of us has those decisions to make, but it doesn't work both ways. You don't get to make all your decisions and do everything, live everything, your life, however you want, whenever you want, where you want, all that stuff and have no, and also get everybody else has to adhere to you too. Cause that's the part everybody, all of us miss. We want freedom of speech. We want freedom of vaccines and politics and, and everything. We want freedoms and it's great, but that doesn't come for free. And we don't get to enforce our beliefs on everybody else. That's not cool. Like I said, I know there's several of you probably shut off this podcast because you're so politically charged and whatever. That's you're right. You could do that, but it's not who I am and it's not what I'm about. I don't take sides. I take my side. I take what I think is right. I like a little about this. I like a little about that. And, uh, and no one's going to change my fucking mind. That's for goddamn sure. Way too confident in myself. Um, but anyway, that's Aaron Rodgers uh, situation as well. Let's get into it. I have to get all the complaints about this podcast. I could hear you now. save your complaints. Cause it's not going to change. Um, nothing's going to change. So save it for another day. Uh, this starts and sits this week, guys who are firmly starts for me. I think at the quarterback position, it may surprise people how high I am in Taysom Hill. I'm super into Taysom Hill. This is QB 11 for me this week against the Atlanta Falcons. I mentioned he's averaging 20. He averaged 24 points a game. Uh, in his four starts last year, the thing that you may not realize two of those four starts went against the Atlanta Falcons. So knows that defense quite well, different coaching staff, but same, similar players, same players and Hill did very well. So he's, he's a top 12 guy for me. Derek Carr against the giants squeaks into the top 12. I'm benching Ryan Tannehill without Derek Henry. I'm very low on Ryan Tannehill the rest of the way. And then uh, Kirk Cousins also out against the Baltimore Ravens. The running backs that I'm into this week, um, I'm not starting any Tennessee running backs. Jeremy McNichols, if Adrian Peterson steps up, I would start McNichols over uh, Adrian Peterson if they play like that. Uh, McNichols will be the lead back this week. Where it goes from there is anybody anybody's guess. But guys, I do like Michael Carter, of course. Chase Edmonds, of course. Devontae Booker, of course. Zach Moss may surprise you, but the game flow is going to be heavily in the Buffalo Bills favor and use Moss to close out that game. 
And then if he plays now, he didn't practice today, but Lat Murray against the Minnesota Vikings, I expect when Latavius Murray is back and active, he will be the lead ball carrier for the Ravens. Le'Veon Bell's not a factor. Devonta Freeman's not a factor. Tyson Williams, not a factor. It's going to be Lat Murray. So those are um, my starts, my sits, AJ Dillon. Like that's a tough one for people because of how well he did last week, but I don't know what everybody expects. And the fact that um, Kansas City's a good matchup, sure, but they will score points. Kansas City didn't do great on Monday night. But if you think that Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, that they're not going to produce and score at home against Green Bay, I would love to sell you oceanfront property here in Arizona. I got plenty of it right there waiting for you uh, because I think that's, that's a bad idea. And also you think they're so the Packers want to run the ball, but you got uh, Jordan love starting for them. Now that diminishes this entire offense. Are they going to be able to, they're not going to be able to run the ball early. Yeah. But early means Aaron Jones. So this idea that he had 16 carries last week against the Cardinals the week before he had three. A.J. Dillon, okay, four, five, six, 15, eight, 11, three, 16. That's the amount of carries for A.J. Dillon. So it's a dangerous proposition for you this week. Um, other players I'm not starting. I'm not neither Denver running back. Javante, Melvin Gordon, I'm not fucking with them anymore. That is embarrass- embarrassing that they didn't trade Melvin Gordon. Embarrassing. Just embarrassing. Just should have never drafted Javante Williams. Free Javante, please. Wide receivers this week. A lot of things have moved around at the wide receiver position, but uh, a couple of players that I am starting. I am high on Jarvis Landry against Cincinnati. Jarvis Landry is a PPR god, and I have him as wide receiver 27. He is a high-end wide receiver three, low-end wide receiver two, depending on bye weeks and things like that. I could, I'm very confident in Jarvis Landry. Also, uh, Kadarius Tony. we got news Sterling Shepard likely out this week. Kenny Galladay still not returning. Kadarius tony has got his own hand slash thumb injury, but going against the Raiders defense, I like him. Wide receiver 30 on my board. Uh, sit this week. I'm sitting Darnell Mooney, I'm sitting Devontae Parker, I'm sitting Russell Gage, all of these guys. I'm sitting Jamison Crowder on Thursday Night Football. Just guys that I'm not into very much this week. My tight ends that uh, may outperform what you think. Zach Ertz against the 49ers, Hunter Henry against the Carolina Panthers, Tyler Higby against Tennessee. All I'm starting all of them. I'm sitting Pat Fryermuth. Blah touchdown. He just needs a touchdown. Like, come on, man. I don't know that these are bad plays. Um, Pittsburgh has not been throwing to their tight end a lot this entire year. So last week, Ebron went down everybody. Oh, Fryermuth, And he's had seven targets in back-to-back games, but quite honestly, four for 44 with that touchdown. I mean, without that touchdown, you're talking about three catches for 38 yards. Okay, six points. He goes from, I think he was tight end six 
in uh, in fantasy football last week to 28. That's the difference in one play makes at that position. A Fryermuth is tight end three. That's how pathetic tight end is. 14.4. And if he doesn't catch that ball, yeah, he's down to wide receiver 26. Yikes. <laughs> Not good. Not good at all. So he is out there. Those are my starts and sits this week. Um, let's get into Survivor. Now, I had my first little minute loss in Survivor. I played two entries every single week. And I split the entries last week for the first time in a couple. And one of them just so happened to be the Bengals. That was entry two. So it's my backup entry. But I had the Chiefs, so still alive in the main Survivor. And uh, it's the backup actually lost in the Bengals last week. Only lost the whole season. So I'm still in good shape. My upset, or I'm sorry, my survivor for this week. Who do we go Miami? I don't trust Miami as much. I just don't trust Miami, even though it's Houston. Love to use Miami because you'll never want to use them again. And, you know, touchdown favorite. Okay. Um, if you haven't used Indianapolis yet, Indianapolis on Thursday night football, if you're hearing this before is fine, but I, I think my main pick will be Monday night football, Pittsburgh Steelers against the Chicago bears. Pittsburgh is just too much, uh, too much for Chicago. Chicago's a disaster. I like what I saw Justin Fields last week, but that was a home game and it was a matchup against a team that couldn't stop the run uh, going into it. And Fields did the majority of the running. Well, you're going to watch TJ Watts spy Justin Fields all over. It's going to be a headache. So Pittsburgh's my team this week. Miami would be the, or Indianapolis is the number one choice. If you haven't used it, I have used Indianapolis. Uh, actually, I one of mine. I have not used Indianapolis yet, but I'll go Pittsburgh and then backup will be the Miami Dolphins. Fuck it. All right, so there you go. Um, that's Survivor. My favorite bet of the week. So early. So many things are moving. But I'll say one that I like. Um, the, it's different everywhere you bet it. But this was an eight-point spread to start. Or not to start. It was a four-point spread. Then as soon as Derrick Henry went down, it was an eight-point spread. And now it's gone back to seven points. And I like it right there at seven. That's the Rams at home against Tennessee. Tennessee's fucked without Derrick Henry. Fucked. Oh, they're fucked. Done. They're cooked. And you just got the Rams getting Von Miller. Whether he plays or not, that is just energy throughout that defense. They're they're pumped up. They're going to win by a touchdown plus. So if there's mo a lot of books right now have seven and a half on this one, and I wouldn't doubt if this goes up to eight or even nine by the time we kick off Sunday. So lock it there, but you may have to tease it down a little bit. I'm okay. Taking, you know, paying a little more on the juice to get seven. I don't like seven and a half. Don't ever bet seven and a half points, spread. don't you will, you will lose unless you're getting the points. Don't, don't do it. Just trust me. Pappy man special. Don't you do it. My upset special of the week. Hmm. I, there's a lot of underdogs that I like. A lot of the dogs, the, roo, 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 roo. the you want easy or hard? The easy ones, the Chargers against the Eagles. The Chargers are going to whoop the Eagles. 
two and a half points. Fucking, you're gonna favor the Eagles? You fucking kidding me? That's bad. That's a bad line, right? That by the time you're listening to this, that spread better go from a uh, point and a half Philadelphia till two th- to two and a half points the most for the Chargers. But the other clear upset, the more likely one, I like the Giants. Giants at home against Las Vegas. Vegas should not be favored in this game. We, Las Vegas had to fly across the country, coming off a of bye week. Um, lost their coach two weeks ago. Had a couple you know, key wins against lesser opponents. Um, but now the Henry Rugg situation. There's so much going on that's not football-related to that team that this is an absolute textbook. Upset 101 special. The Giants are going to beat the Raiders on Sunday at MetLife. There you go. So that's the upset. Gave you the bet. Survivor Week 9 starts and sits. Folks, we're out of time. I know I talked a lot about uh, the news items of the week and all these things. And I already know. Save your bullshit, your political knots. I'm not playing it. I don't care. I really don't care. I, I hope, I wish all of you nothing but the best. Make your choices. Live with your consequences. That's all we can do. All of us are in that same boat. I want nothing but good things for you, your families, your loved ones, everybody else. Just don't try to push your shit on me or anybody else. And I won't try to push my shit on you or anybody else. You're listening to my show. I'll say what I feel. But if you don't agree, perfectly all right. Why? You know why. It's one man's opinion. That's why I named it that. We'll see you next time, everybody. Deuces!